Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Greetings to you all in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you. And we thank God for this opportunity to share his word. As Pastor Andrea said, we are going to speak about prayer. And uh, my topic today is growing in the area of prayer or growing in intimacy with God. As we all know, prayer is the most important activity in the life of the believers, but mostly neglected. And uh, some other people have the willingness to spend much time with God. But they realize at the end that even when they enter in the place of prayer, it becomes difficult for them to spend long time or to stay long in God's presence. They just run out of words and they cannot pray long. So by the grace of God, I'm going to share certain stuff with us uh, today just to help uh, some of us to find a way to grow in the life of prayer, to be able to spend enough time with God when you have the possibility. Because sometimes you may have time, you may have enough time, but you cannot spend that time. You go there and you find out you cannot take long, more than 20 minutes, and you, you are out of work, and you say, amen, you stop, because you don't know what to do. But the desire of God is to spend more time with us. Because in the time of intimacy is where that we grow and we are able to give birth to new things in our life. So as I was praying, I, I preached this last week at uh, the fellowship in Cape Town. As I was praying to prepare this message to see how I can share about this, how I can help other people to be able to spend more time with God, God led me to, to my personal prayer life. What helped me to be able to spend more time with God? And those elements, I'm going to share them with you as pillars to help also uh, one of us here somewhere, somehow to know how you can grow in the life of prayer. The first point, I'll give you first uh, uh, four pillars. The first pillar, is what I call the spirit of gratitude. The spirit of gratitude. The spirit of gratitude will help you to value all that God is doing for you and all that God has already done for you. And by the spirit of gratitude, you will not lack word to tell God in terms of thanksgiving. And when you stand in his presence, you will not lack word. Everybody must develop that spirit, strong spirit of gratitude toward God because of his goodness, his mercy, and his favor. The reason many people are struggling to spend even 20 minutes in prayer is because they run out of words. It is good to say that I'm grateful to the Lord. It is good to say that. It is good to, to, to believe in your heart. I am grateful to the Lord. I am grateful for everything that God is doing for me. But the most important thing to do is to be able to express that. 
to mention all is good with weight from your own mouth in the place of prayer. You may say, I'm, I'm thankful, but you must be able to say it, to express that with words, because the words are the sacrifice that are coming from your mouth, the sweet sacrifice. You are giving God the sacrifice from your lips. So remember, the Bible is giving us the protocol how to enter in God's presence. In the book of Psalm, and then verse 4, we see the protocol how to enter in God's presence. Psalm, and then verse 4, I will read from New King James Version, and I will read also from the Message Version. I'm reading first from New King James Version. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his court with praise. Be thankful to him and praise, praise and bless his name. Enter into his gate with thanksgiving. So we enter in the gate in the presence of God. The first step, you enter there not with worship, not with intercession. You enter with thanksgiving. This is the protocol. The first step in your prayer is thanking God. You enter in his presence with thanksgiving in his court with praise. And I would like to read it in message version. The message version says the following, enter with the password, thank you. It's calling thanksgiving the password. Without the attitude of gratitude, thanking God, you are blocking the door. But thanksgiving will open the way for you to approach God. Say, enter with the password, thank you. Make yourself at home talking praise thank him and worship him thanksgiving giving is the password that that give us access in god's presence and book of psalm 103 i'm reading verse 1 and verse 2. i will read also from king james new king james version and from the message version new king james version says the following bless the lord O my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. I insist in the last phrase, forget not all his benefits. The message version says, O my soul, bless God from head to toe. I will bless his holy name. And verse 2, O my soul, bless God. Don't forget a single blessing. Don't forget a single blessing. Many don't offer a considerable sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord because they make they take many things in granted. The difficulty that we have, we, you, you sit there, you just say, God, I thank you for the day, I thank you for life, and then you pass. You, you cannot even take 10 minutes to thank God. Why? Because you are taking many things in granted. But the Bible says that don't forget a single blessing. If you begin to look at your life, you look at your family. If you are married, you look at your marriage, you look at your wife, the children, everything that God has given to you, and you begin to mention every each blessing, you will not lack word to tell God. When you are grateful, you look at your past, you look at your present, and you see the things that God has promised to you. You look at your future. You will not lack things to thank God. And the Bible is insisting that don't, forget a single blessing when you go in details you can extend the length of time in god presence this is the first secret 
going in details in thanksgiving and carrying that spirit the spirit of gratitude that you are thanking god you are so grateful you remember everything that god has done for you so that that is the first pillar that i wanted to share with you and uh, you get to understand that thanksgiving is very powerful offering that we give to god it commands divine attention thanksgiving commands divine attention and it's open doors for more if someone has the spirit of thanksgiving a spirit of gratitude it's possible for you to keep receiving more from god because your heart it's so grateful and thankful to the lord god cannot keep giving more to someone who don't acknowledge the blessing you receive you forget you receive you forget even us in the natural no man can keep giving to you if you never say thank you you will stop doing that people keep giving to you if they see that you acknowledge you you appreciate what they are doing lack of appreciation will close the door in the natural it will also close the door in the spiritual when you don't appreciate what god is doing for you you can lose it so thanksgiving is a key that that helps us to receive more from god and 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 the more we develop that spirit, we will be able to spend more time with God. Pillar number two, the second pillar that can help you to increase your time in prayer is the passion for God's presence and the power. The passion for God's presence. If you are passionate of God's presence, you are after him you will not leave his presence too quick because it's what you are passionate about you want more of god book of psalm 42 verse 2 says the following psalm 42 verse 2 and we read also psalm 63 verse 1 to verse 2 psalm 42 verse 2 and 63 verse 1 and verse 2 i'm reading 42 verse 2 my soul test for god for the living God, when shall I come and appear before God? My soul test for God. This is a powerful declaration. I'm, I'm hungry of God. I need him. My soul test. The soul is the seat of your emotion, is the seat of your intellect, your 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 your, your mind, your thoughts are there. And say that all my inside is testing after God. And and and, and I'm in a hurry. I want to see that God. I want to I want to appear in his presence being hungry of God's presence will help you to stay long there and uh, and chapter 63 verse 1 and verse 2 63 verse 1 and verse 2 oh God you are my God early will I seek you my soul thirst for you my flesh longs for you in a dry and testy land where there is no water so if I I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Early in the morning, David was seeking God. He was after God. See, I'm looking for you in the sanctuary to see your glory. The glory means the fullness of God. I want the fullness of you. I want to see you. I want to have an encounter with you. If you want an encounter with God, you will not be in a hurry. You will be patient because you know that I will wait for God until his presence comes on me, until I can hear his voice, until I can receive his touch. I'm not like 
quick, like sending a telegram to God. No, I, I'm pursuing something. I need to encounter God. And that passion in your heart will help you to increase the length of your prayer time. You will not be struggling because something is motivating you. Your motivation is God himself. I want God. My motivation is not my needs. My motivation is the presence of God. Is what I want. Because if I have God with me, I will have everything that I want. His presence is the key that will unlock the rest. So David was pursuing that presence, that I'm thirsty, and I want to come in the sanctuary to see you and to see your power. And when you want more of God, like I said before, you will not be in a hurry. Because you want an encounter with God. And you have to understand that that one encounter with God can give you what five years of Bible school never gave to you. You may spend five years at Bible school. And one encounter with God can give you what you did not learn from five years at Bible school. Can change your entire life, your entire being in, in one day. One encounter with God can unlock the gift and the potential that are sleeping in you. Because there you enter in the place of intimacy. It is in the place of intimacy that conception takes place. It's like a husband and a wife. They don't conceive the baby in public. It's in the place of intimacy where they are the, only the two of them. It's that place is where the conception takes place. New dreams, vision from God comes in the place of intimacy. When you enter in that place, the secret place with God, and you are pursuing him, God can put something, something can, can, give, can be birthed in you the same day at the same time, the same place. So you need to know that the, that pursuit of God, that passion that God, I want you, I want more of you, I want to see you, will it take you to spend time with him until you receive that encounter with God. And you know, uh, uh, when, when, when that presence comes on you, you cannot remain the same person. You cannot remain the same. Many encounters that I received from God led me to understand differently the verse that God said to Moses when he was telling God, show me your glory. It means I want more of you. And God told him, no one can see me and leave. And, and when I try to bring that scripture in my actual life today, it's showing me that if you see light or you see God, something must die in you. You cannot remain the same. A man who has an encounter with God, you cannot see me and leave. The old man must die. The things of the flesh must die. So you cannot see God and remain the same person. He said to Moses, you can't see me and leave. So most of us, we are much alive. There are things that we are struggling with them in our flesh. There are things that we cannot express the fruit of the spirit. We are struggling with many things, but you, you, you go for counseling, you go for many therapy, but I think that the quickest place that can bring transformation to you is when you enter in the presence of God, you can't see God and remain you you will die the old man something will die automatically something must die it may be wrong thought imagination it may be strong in you it may be even a sickness even a curse can die in his presence but when we develop the passion that i want to go in his presence your life cannot remain the same that passion will cause you to spend more time with god 
and we need to understand speaking about the presence of god there are two dimensions in the presence of god is the we have the presence of god within us that when you receive jesus christ as your lord and your savior the holy spirit comes to live within you jesus is living inside of you every christian have the presence of god within him but there is a second dimension of the presence of god is the presence of god with you that one is not inside is outside it's like an energy it's like a light on you the first presence of god within you comes by grace you don't pay a price for that there's nothing you do for that just by receiving jesus christ as your lord as your lord and your savior by grace god comes to dwell within you but the second dimension does not come by grace is the reward that god gives to you is the reward of the time that you are spending in front of God. The Bible says that those who approach God must believe that God exists and is the reward of those who are seeking him diligently. So when I seek him, you cannot stay front of the fire for five hours without smelling the smoke. If you spend more time front of the fire, the smell of your body will change. The same thing with God's presence. The man who spend four hours, three hours in front of God cannot bring the same energy and the same atmosphere like the one who spent 80 minutes. It's not the same. The difference is the time that you spend. You are under the sun. You receive the heat of the sun of you. You stand there. There is an energy that you have on you. And when you, you walk every place you go, you are able to express the dominion of the, of the kingdom of God because we are called to exercise dominion here over the earth. You cannot have dominion without the power. You need the power of that kingdom on you so that you may express fully dominion. And the believers are struggling in that area because they don't spend more time with God to receive his divine light and divine energy. So the hunger for God's presence will cause you to spend more time. That's why David said, I'm coming in your sanctuary to see your glory and your power your presence and your power he needed those times to be on him so that you'll be able to express the life of god i will give you a scripture here first kings book of thanks first kings chapter 17 verse uh, verse one this is elijah speaking and elijah the tishibite one of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Akab, as the lord god of israel lives before whom i stand they shall not be due nor rent this year except at my weight. A man stood up and shut the heaven for three years and half. And he said that there shall not be no rent, no due except by my weight. So he was very convinced that the word that is declaring will stand and no one can change that. But the secret, he said it himself. He said, as the Lord God of Israel is before whom I stand, that was his position. The God of Israel before whom I stand. I'm not visiting him, but I stand permanently in his presence. Because of his presence, I take authority and I declare something, it will stand. So when we don't carry that presence, it's difficult for us even to rebuke demons or to exercise the authority that Jesus has given to us because we'll feel afraid, we'll feel powerless, but God's presence energizes us. So I pray for you that God will give you that passion that was in David, the passion for his presence, that all I need is the presence of God. 
all I need is, is, is him. If I can have him, the rest will be different because the presence of God makes the difference. Jacob went in the house of his uncle Laban. And after years, Laban was ruling him, taking his money and treating him so badly. And at the end, Jacob said, Laban, let me go. I want to go back to my country. He said, no, Lab no, Jacob, please don't leave me. And he adds, you cannot leave me because I perceive that God has blessed me because of you. Since you came in my house, something changed because Jacob was carrying the presence of God. Even when he left, Laban followed him. He said to Laban, if I did not have for me the God of Abraham, you could send me out empty-handed. He knew himself. What made me successful even at the end was the presence of God that I had with me. The same with his son Joseph in the house of Potiphar. He went there, something was on him. It was the presence of God and the blessing of God was on him. Because of that, the business of Potiphar began to grow. Can you imagine if you do your business with strong dimension of God's presence on it? All the people around you, you are seeking God's presence in what you are doing. The result will be so far 10 times than you can do in the natural. Because something is on you. God's presence always produces multiplication and success. Let's take the pillar number three. Pillar number three, the spirit of total dependence on God. Total dependence on God. Book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 6. And we're going to read also Hebrew 4, verse 16. Philippians chapter 4, 6 from New King James Version. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Be anxious for nothing, is what the Bible says, but in everything. It's also clear, in everything, not something, but everything. If you depend totally on God, you cannot make any decision, neither is small or big, without telling that to God. You cannot make any move. You cannot start your day. The person who depends on God totally, even if you are just going to the shop to buy bread, you, you tell God, as I'm going out, go with me. Give me direction. Help me do the shopping today. Everything you do, you mention to God because you are depending totally. You will not like a prayer. Sometimes people just wake up. They don't feel like we cannot pray. They don't know what, what can I say to God today. Everything is good. I'm in peace. I'm healthy. There's no problem. But if you begin to depend totally on him, you will not lack a prayer to make. Say in everything, make your prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving to the Lord. Hebrew 4.16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We depend totally on God. Come boldly in the throne of grace. That place is where you're going to find the grace to help you in the time of need. So when you know that without Jesus you cannot make it in life, you will never neglect prayer. Sometimes we think that, no, this I can do it myself. This I know. I, I've got it. I know I, I, I can organize. When you have things in your life that you put aside, this I can know myself, now difficult stuff I go to God. You, sometimes you will not, you not see the need to pray. But when you know that everything concerning my life, I depend on God. Without Jesus, I cannot make it. 
you will tell him everything. You will not, you will not hide certain stuff. You will pray for everything to receive the wisdom from God, to receive the direction, and God can help you even in small details. And the pillar number four, which is the last pillar, the spirit of intercession. So I call all of them the spirit, the spirit because I, I believe that it is like a mindset. It is a, it is an attitude that when it is on you, it's helping you to explode in prayer. The spirit of thanksgiving, the spirit, the, the pursuit of God's presence, the spirit uh, of total dependence on God, and this one now is the spirit of intercession. When you have a burden for other people, well-being, or the advancement of God's kingdom, you have a burden in your heart, you will not struggle to spend time with God. The minimum of one hour will become easy for you. Because many are struggling even to reach one hour. But that minimum will become easy. A man with a burden will always pray. The reason many are not praying because they don't have a burden. For them, everything is good. But the moment you receive a burden, most of the burden that God is placing in your heart, it will drive you every time to be in his presence. Let's see the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 4. Nehemiah 1 verse 4, the Bible says, So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. When Nehemiah received the report of the situation of the people who were in Jerusalem, how they told him that the city had been uh, consumed by fire, the walls are destroyed, the gate is destroyed. When he heard that report, the Bible says that, I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. Many days it was mourning. I was fasting and praying before God of heaven. Why Nehemiah prayed for many days? He took it long because he received the burden that the city is destroyed. That burden led him in God's presence for many days. A man without a burden, a woman without a burden cannot pray even one hour. But if you see, you look at, look at around you, look at the, the church where you are, you look at your family, look at your friend. There are certain people who are unbelievers. They, they are dying in sin. If you can receive it as a burden, let me pray for my friend. Let me always pray for that marriage that God will give them peace. Let me pray for my church. Let me pray for my leaders. You have something in your heart. You cannot lack time. You cannot lack work. It will increase your time in God's presence. Then you begin to pray more. When Peter was in the prison, the Bible speaks in the book of Acts 12, verse 5. Acts 12, 5. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. The Bible speaks again about constant prayer. So they were praying continuously. Why? Because they had the burden in their heart. Peter is in the prison and they were praying, praying for him. And one of the strengths of the early church was that the spirit of prayer and supplication was resting upon them. That was one of the strengths of the early church. The spirit of prayer and supplication was resting upon them. They did not have a team of intercession. All of them were intercessors. All of them. There was no department that this group of people there. No, all of them. They were carrying the spirit of prayer and supplication. They were praying in one accord. All of them. So the spirit of prayer and intercession is very important for us. 
it will help us to extend our time in prayer. So if you take those four pillars that I gave to you, your prayer life will change. So I, I, will, I will go at the end to give you two tips that can help you again to grow and to, to expand in the area of prayer. The first tips, the first one is you need, first of all, to create an atmosphere that will shift you to the level, from the level of the flesh to the level of the spirit before you begin to pray. You must create an atmosphere that will shift you from the level of the flesh to the level of the spirit. Remember, the Bible says that God is spirit. God is not flesh. God is spirit. You cannot connect with God in the flesh, but in the spirit. So you need to identify what turns you, you personally, what turns you spiritually, on spiritually. You need to identify that. What can turn you on spiritually and maximize on that. So the reason many are not spending more time, they spend 10 minutes, 15, they feel tired, dry, out of work because they begin to pray from the flesh. They were still in the flesh. The work of the flesh is so painful. You need to pray from the spirit. So for you to shift from the flesh to the spirit, you need to identify yourself. What turned me on spiritually? For example, me. What turns me on spiritually is music. So it's difficult for me to pray long if I don't have music. So every, everywhere I go, the first thing I will pick up is my laptop. The first thing, because I know wherever I go, there are programs of music, the folder that I put in my laptop, that this is one hour of thanksgiving. This one music for the Holy Spirit, I pray with it. These are do intercession. So it's helping me. When I begin to pray, before I begin, the music will play a little bit. It's changing me. I'm leaving the flesh. I move in the spirit. And from that place, I'll begin to pray. And when I pray, the music is accompanying me. Other people, for them, it's not music. Other people, it's the word of God. Before they begin to pray, they spend few time reading the word. By reading the word, they are shifting from the flesh to the spirit. God will put something in their heart. And then from that moment, they move in prayer. So you don't start just like that. There must be something that changes you first from the level of the flesh to the spirit. Some other people, it's quiet time. Before they begin to pray, they can even sit quiet one hour, 30 minutes, 15 minutes. They sit just in quiet. In that quiet moment, they are shifting. And then they begin to pray. Some other people, they start their prayer by speaking in tongues. They, 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 they begin with tongues, they are warming up the atmosphere, and then they change. They can receive word and direction in prayer. So you need to find, you know your nature, I know my nature, what can turn me on, maybe cannot turn you on, but you need to find something that helps you. That if I, I use this one, I can shift. But if you begin only from the flesh, you wake up, you are tired, you are trying to, to, to clean your eyes, you sit there, you begin no further, you see that you're still in the flesh before you know it you are sleeping again so you, you can't do anything but you need to shift from the flesh to the spirit and the second thing the second tip is keep engaging in corporate prayer if you want to grow you must engage in corporate prayer don't miss 
the prayer in the church, in the family, when the, the people are coming together, you must be among them. It will help you quick to grow because iron sharpens iron. When you get involved in corporate prayer, you know, every time people are praying together, when they raise their voice and begin to speak, the atmosphere is changing so quick than at your home. And in that atmosphere, you are growing. And it's, it's, it's very important, not just to participate, but I'm speaking about keep engaging, not participating. Participation, other people are keep participating, but they are not engaging. If you don't engage, you cannot grow. Your growth will come when you engage. So praying with other people will bring a strong anointing that can ignite the fire of prayer in you. It's very important. And when you come together, the engagement must be there. Look, Paul and Silas in the prison. There were only two people. The Bible says that in midnight, they begin to sing hymn and praying. And if you read clearly, the Bible says that all the prisoners were listening to them. All the prisoners. It means that those two people did not shut their mouth. They opened their mouth as they were praising and worshiping God. So a husband and a wife can do that. They begin to speak. Not someone is quiet, another one is speaking. No. Paul and Silas, the two of them, they were singing together to the point that all the prisoners could hear them. They were sleeping in midnight, but they were hearing them singing. And you see, as a result, the power of God came because corporate prayer will, will release a strong anointing. The prison gates were broken and open because of that anointing that came. When Peter was in the prison, the church engaged in corporate prayer. The angel of the Lord went in the prison. You see that corporate prayer can, can release even spiritual activity, movement of angels, because the church is praying together. So I, I will encourage you that every time when we come at the place of prayer, open yourself, activate yourself. Those two tips can help you. Find what turns you on and engage in corporate prayer. So this is what I wanted to share with you. And uh, uh, before I close, I want to pray one minute for you. I want to pray to ask only one grace for you, that God gives us the grace in our heart, the passion for God's presence. If that passion comes in our heart, our prayer life will not be the same. Let's pray. Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the word that I shared with my brothers and sisters. And I pray, God, by your power and by the Holy Spirit, that you will put in our heart. You will, you will anoint us with the passion for your presence. Let all of us from tonight, some people are in the morning, some people in the evening, but I pray God that whatever time that every, each one of us is finding himself now, let your anointing, your grace comes upon us, that the spirit of gratitude, the spirit of total dependence on you, the, the spirit of intercession and the passion for your presence comes upon us so that our prayer life will change in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.